We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to the BCP podcast. <clears throat> I have no idea why I'm singing. Uh, maybe I'm just in a good mood. Big hug to all of y'all. We are finally here, November. Would you believe that we have 10 months of 2023 under our belt? We are in the month of November. Next November, we will be voting for President Trump. And I am perhaps just being naively optimistic that they won't steal the election again next year. They'll try. We may have terrorist attacks before then. We may have another pandemic or scamdemic or plandemic. It won't be Joe Biden on the ballot in 2024. It'll be either... Most likely Gavin Newsom, perhaps Michelle Obama, or perhaps we may just have some, someone come out of left field. But a person who is not doing well with their own party, who has a very popular third party Democrat running against uh, them, that would be RFK Jr. A new twist for the country's most famous political dynasty. I'm here to declare myself an independent candidate. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who entered the presidential race in April with a long-shot bid as a Democratic candidate, now embracing the role as a potential third-party spoiler. The Democrats are frightened that I'm going to spoil the election for President Biden. Republicans are frightened that I'm going to spoil it for President Trump. So yes, obviously that third-party Democrat running is RFK Jr., so... You have Biden polling terribly with Democrats. You have a Democrat running against him as an independent. You have a bad economy and a man who's old and has all of these legal problems that are actually real, unlike the fake ones that President Trump uh, is under that no one's buying. I mean, the voting public is getting more popular. So I, I really do expect that when we're voting about a year from now, that President Trump will be facing someone else on the Democratic ticket. But anyhow, 
we are now coming up on just a year away from that. Now, one person that won't be seeking the vote of his constituents is Ken Buck, who, as I tweeted out earlier today, at least Ken Buck fully outed himself as the establishment rhino we all knew he was before quitting. That's got to count for something. And that's because Ken Buck announced uh, today that he will not be seeking re-election. It's the reason that he won't be seeking re-election that's of interest to me. Let's take a look at his announcement and listen. And let me just spoil it for you. TDS from the Establishment Rhinos sure is a crazy sickness. Hi, this is Congressman Ken Buck. After careful consideration and much prayer, I have decided not to seek a sixth term in the U.S. House of Representatives. To the people of Colorado's 4th Congressional District, thank you for sending me to Congress. I'm grateful for your support as we have fought against the left's policies that have had real-world consequences, defunding the police, politicizing student loans, provoking inflation with excessive spending, creating open borders, decimating our domestic energy production. Americans are rightfully concerned about our nation's future and are looking to Republicans in Washington for a course correction. But their hope for Republicans to take decisive action may be in vain. Our nation is on a collision course with reality, and a steadfast commitment to truth, even uncomfortable truths, is the only way forward. Too many and what uncomfortable truths do some Republicans that he oppose, what are some truths that they hold dear or that they believe in that Ken Buck has a problem with? Many Republican leaders are lying to America, claiming that the 2020 election was stolen, describing January 6th as an unguided tour of the Capitol. Wow, can you really get any more swampy than that? <clears throat> he has issue with the Republicans and Republican Party, in other words, Trump Republicans, that know that 2020 was, in fact, a stolen election and that January 6th was a protest, maybe a riot at the most, not an insurrection. He can't handle this. So he's leaving his, uh, you know, after eight times and he's not running again. This is a bonus for us. But what's of interest to me here is his reasoning. He's not done. He's not done. No, he's got a bone to pick with MAGA. And asserting that the ensuing prosecutions are a weaponization of our justice system. These insidious narratives breed widespread cynicism and erode Americans' confidence in the rule of law. It is impossible for the Republican Party to confront our problems and offer a course correction for the future while being obsessively fixated on retribution and vengeance for contrived injustices of the past. Wow. Republicans can't move forward because fighting against a stolen election and people in the D.C. gulag is retribution. Retribution and revenge and animus for, what does he say, uh, misconceived or, or, or misconstrued injustices of the past?
and offer a course correction for the future while being obsessively fixated on retribution and vengeance for contrived injustice. Contrived injustices. Contrived injustices. Wow. Wow. That, that, that's something else. Our These insidious narratives breed widespread cynicism and erode Americans' confidence in the rule of law. It is impossible for the Republican Party to confront our problems and offer a course correction for the future while being obsessively fixated on retribution and vengeance for contrived injustices of the past. This trend among Republicans is a significant departure from the enduring principles of conservatism. We belong to the... This is a problem for the rhinos and for the establishment. When they're talking about old-time conservatism, they're talking about old boy, old girl network of status quo, pretending we're conservatives, but we still vote for big government wars, and we may be, <clears throat> at least on the surface, socially conservative. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. See, this is how a lot of them have fooled people that they're conservative because they're religious, they believe in Jesus like we do, or they're Judeo, you know, they're, they're, they're practicing Jews or Judeo-Christian morals. They're against abortion and they're for uh, traditional marriage. So they fool people into thinking they're conservative, but they vote just like the, the, the liberals and the neo-libs and neocons do. They vote for every single bill. They believe in increasing the size of government. They vote for taxation. They vote for endless wars. And President Trump and true conservatives are exposing this rhino establishment nonsense that has been going on for too long. And Ken Buck wants out. So, the buck stops here. To the party of Abraham Lincoln and Ronald Reagan, our movement has always been fueled by immutable truths about human nature, individual liberty, and economic freedoms. The Republican Party of today, however, is ignoring self-evident truths about the rule of law and limited government in exchange for self-serving lies. I made the decision to leave Congress because tough votes are being replaced by social media status. It's time to stop feeding popular narratives and start addressing the long-term solutions. I believe America's exceptionalism lies in answers developed from the government, not the government. My passion is to work with Americans to encourage advocacy for the long-term reforms that we need to implement. To my friends in Colorado, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to serve our nation and to serve you. I look forward to seeing you at the grocery store and the high school football game. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be good riddance, Ken, when they see him out in Colorado at the Little League, the football games, the gas station, and uh, having a steak at Sizzler's. Wow, is the swamp swampy. Uh, Ken Buck, you will not be missed. How does it, how do they, how do you unite behind 
decisions, complicated decisions with such a thin margin. What about your own role? Yeah, well, I have decided, uh, Andrea, I'm not going to seek re-election. And, you too. And, yeah, I am uh, joining Kay and, and probably some others in, in the near future, but uh, I've decided that uh, it is time for me to do some other things. I I'm, uh, always have been disappointed with the, our inability uh, in Congress to deal with major issues, and I'm also disappointed that the Republican Party continues to uh, you know, rely on this lie that the 2020 election was stolen and, and rely on the uh, January 6th narrative and, and the political prisoners from January 6th and other things. It's, if we're going to solve difficult problems, we've got to deal with some very unpleasant truths uh, or lies and, and make sure that we, uh, we project to the public uh, what the truth is. You know, what else really makes what Ken Buck said there not just egregious, but absolutely uh, vile and disgusting <clears throat> is that the January 6th people aren't political prisoners. What part of a speedy trial of your peers does Ken Buck not understand, does not value as a conservative. Now, he also talked about uh, uh, Kay. We have Kay Granger, who also was one of the people who was running, who was really working against Jim Jordan as Speaker of the House. Uh, she as well is not running. Good riddance. Okay, so according to Ken Buck, the 2020 election wasn't stolen. So that means that Joe Biden won the 2020 election. So why is it back in 2020 and today, he can't even get anyone to be there when he shows up? President Joe Biden, the fake President Joe Biden, arrived at a farm near Northfield, Minnesota today to talk about his administration and what they're doing for rural America. And... Paltry crowds. No one was there. No one came out to see him. More empty chairs than people. Yet he got 81 million votes, we're supposed to believe. Now, 81 million ballots, perhaps. I don't even know if there was 81 million ballots. But, you know, that was part of the sham, the scam, the plan to cheat America openly of our choice for president of the United States. Okay. Let's get into some COVID news, and we're actually going to kind of swing back to RFK Jr., who I mentioned a few moments ago. How about this? Anthony Fauci run lab in Montana experimented with coronavirus strain shipped in from Wuhan a year before COVID pandemic began. NIH infected 12 bats with SARS-like coronavirus in 2018. The virus was shipped from Wuhan to Montana. And U.S. taxpayer money was used to experiment with the coronavirus from the Chinese lab, thought to be the source of the COVID pandemic more than a year before the global outbreak and investigation has found. Why isn't this um, front page news? The National Institute of Health under Dr. Anthony Fauci's leadership, infected 12 Egyptian fruit bats with a SARS-like virus called W... I'm going to put my glasses on for this one. Yes, WIV-1 at a lab in Montana in 2018. That is why they immediately had the bat false narrative when this thing broke out because they were experimenting with bats and the virus. That just made it easy for them. 
The research re- revealed this week by a campaign group determined, oh, sorry, the WIV1 coronavirus was shipped from the Wuhan lab to the FBI believes caused the COVID pandemic and was tested on bats acquired from a roadside Maryland zoo. The research revealed this week by a campaign group determined the novel virus could not cause a robust infection. Wow. Not a very good bioweapon if it can't <clears throat> cause a robust infection. And I, I've said this since the very beginning. I think COVID-19 was supposed to be a worse bioweapon than it turned out to be. It was half-baked or they released it early. They had to to be able to keep everyone paranoid about voting in November so they can steal the election. I mean, there are some evil, vile people that are sitting back and they are still grinning ear to ear that they were able to get away with this master plan of unleashing a bioweapon, closing down the world, getting everyone under fear to just vote by mail and by absentee ballot, buy into that nonsense so they could flood us with false ballots and steal the election. There are, there are guys and gals still sitting back laughing going, hell, I can't believe that we got away with that BS. Everyone knows what we did, but we still got away with it and there's no punishment. There are some people sitting with evil glee because of what they were able to accomplish. But COVID-19, they were messing with it here stateside a year before and it just wasn't as good as they wanted it to be as a bioweapon, but they released it early and that's fine because that made it even easier for them to introduce the real bioweapon, which of course was the vaccine. So this is what we are uh, seeing as far as information. The paper SARS-like coronavirus does not replicate in Egyptian fruit bats was published in the Journal of Viruses in 2018. The study was first flagged by Drastic, a group of internet activists who investigate the origins of COVID-19 and the lab leak theory. The group White Coast Waste Project is now using the Freedom of Information Act to request more details about the experiment. They are a watchdog that has been fighting to stop sending American taxpayer dollars overseas to fund dangerous virus research. There you go, folks. But of course, we're just conspiracy theorists. Lab leak theory is bogus. It's bogus. It's bogus that people are dying because of the COVID-19 vaccine. It's a vaccine. It's just not as effective. That's why we have a new one that you're supposed to get. No boosters, a brand new one. You know, just like the flu shot that you've been giving every year. You just need to go out there and get that new COVID-19 vaccine shot. It's not a booster. It's just a new shot every year like you get every year with the flu. All right, so let's see what we find out about Matthew Perry's death. But we've got another famous person if you're into soap operas. American actor Tyler Christopher, best known for his award, his Emmy Award nominated role in General Hospital, has died at the age of 50. Tyler Christopher passed away in his San Diego apartment following a cardiac event as confirmed by Christopher's former General Hospital co-star Maurice Bernard. It was a great sadness, and I'm not, I don't want to, you know, be insensitive, but it was a great sadness that he died. But what do we what do we all really want to know? 50-year-old person dies of cardiac arrest. What we want to know is uh, Tyler Christopher COVID vaccine. Was Tyler Christopher vaccinated? That's what we want to know. That's what we want to know. 
And that's what people were asking today with this announcement. Daytime Emmy winning. Oh, I guess he did win an Emmy. Actor Tyler Christopher, renowned for his roles, passed away at the age of 15. Christopher, vaccination status in relation to COVID-19 remains undisclosed. If there's an update to this, folks, please let me know. But the point is this. That's not just the first question. I literally typed into Google, was Tyler Christopher vaccinated? And this article came up from today. We all want to know. And the fact that they don't tell us generally means for me that they are and were. Remember, Hollywood was really big on, you know, people who were in the medical field, in education, uh, and in and in entertainment, we can, I don't want to say assume, because when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. So we know about assumptions. We don't want to make an ass out of you and umption. But there's a high probability that people in those fields were some of the first people to get vaccinated and to villainize those who did not. So if anybody finds out if Tyler Christopher was vaccinated, uh, please put it in the comment section below. All right. We got Pfizer suffering a massive quarterly loss as vaccines, the COVID vaccine and Paxlovid doses are returned. Pfizer reported third quarter loss during yesterday's earning call as demand for its COVID-19 vaccines and once popular antiviral medication that doesn't even treat the virus, the thing is a dud, decreased substantially. The pharmaceutical giant announced it recorded a write-off of $5.6 billion due to the drug Paxlovid and its vaccine. Paxlovid lost the company $4.7 billion while the messenger RNA vaccine was responsible for $900 million in losses. It reported a quarterly revenue still of $13.2 billion, which was down 42% from 2022's second quarter. According to CNBC, COVID's, uh, Pfizer's COVID shots generated $1.3 billion in revenue from July to September. People are still out there taking that poison. Amazing. Man, I have a friend. I... I, I... I have a friend. He's an engineer. He's a very smart guy. He does not watch any alternative news. He's a conservative. I think he just watches like Fox News and probably, I think he still does watch CNN. When he watches news, he's, you know, he's very active with his kids and, and their sports and what have you. Great guy. Very smart guy. Like I'm talking literally a rocket scientist here. Keeps getting vaccines. Keeps getting boosters. Him and his family keep getting sick. And really buys into it that I'd be sicker if I didn't have the vaccine. And just really doesn't want to look at any other information. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, you know, just let's just say we don't hang out as much as we used to for obvious reasons. Okay. We still got more to talk about. Let's get going to the next story. Check this out. The... South, uh, the, the uh, South China Morning Press. China's top spy agency warns of gene weapons able to target specific ethnicity or race. <laughs> I told you we were going to come back to RFK Jr. Some nations targeting Chinese population for ulterior motives, Ministry of State Security says on official WeChat account without offering details. While some call it science fiction, advanced DNA sequencing, genetic data, and AI make ethnic bioweapons 
or reality, researchers say. Some countries have armed themselves with deadly weapons targeting human genes, China's top spy agency alleged on Monday, the first time a Chinese state body has mentioned such a threat publicly. Folks, we have to remember this is this is Chinese propaganda. So they want Chinese people to know that these weapons exist. Or they're lying to them about their existence, but that wouldn't make sense. We'll get to that in a second. In a post on its official WeChat account, the Ministry of State Security said some nations had targeted the Chinese population for ulterior motives. The ministry did not name those countries or offer evidence to support the claim. The existence of sexual weapons has long been dismissed by the mainstream scientific community as a conspiracy theory. In a report in February last year, researchers from the Council on Strategic Risks and the Threat of Bioweapons as a Deterrent was irrelevant because no country was safe from the effects of a pandemic. But what the Chinese ministry is alleging is that countries have made it not a biological agent engineered for the entire world, but rather the creation of a targeted threat or genetic weapons. Genetic weapons, also known as ethnic bioweapons, are genetically engineered biological weapons that are capable of targeting members of a specific race or ethnicity. While up to 99.9% of human DNA is shared between all individuals on Earth, there are key genetic differences that distinguish those of a certain ethnicity or race, the Chinese ministry said. Well, someone might want to uh, let Robert F. Kennedy Jr. know, as Jim Hoff put in the Gateway Pundit uh, earlier this morning. In July, Robert Kennedy Jr. took heat from the left-wing media and the New York Post after he alleged that both the U.S. and China had done research into ethnically targeted bioweapons. Remember this? Robert F. Kennedy Jr. really in some hot water from these remarks uh, where he was heard on camera at this dinner party uh, there in the Upper East Side of New York City. It was reported by New York Post reporter Jonathan Levine, who was at the dinner. Uh, and the comments were pretty, you know, bold and controversial. Uh, he was asked about COVID-19, uh, the origins of the pandemic, to which he espoused some pretty, frankly, uh, just really shocking comments about what he thinks COVID-19 was all about. Help us elucidate this even further. What did Robert F. Kennedy Jr. say uh, about COVID-19 that's getting him in such he, hot water? He suggested there's the possibility that COVID was an engineered bioweapon, that he started talking about how Various governments are trying to use DNA to engineer bioweapons to target specific ethnic groups and noted that uh, based on his reading and, and what, what he'd observed that COVID uh, had it impacted Caucasians and, and people of African descent, but had some but had been uh, less problematic, uh, you know, suggested this may have been targeted towards uh, Chinese and people of Chinese descent and people of Ashkenazi Jewish descent, uh, which raised God to all sorts of terror you know, broadly touching on anti-Semitic tropes as well as just being wacky. Yeah. Being wacky. Was he really, though? Kennedy had said that history shows that Jews, Africans, and the indigenous have the most to fear from sex technologies. We must rein in all bioweapons research, whether these weapons are ethnically targeted or not. We saw what COVID did to the world when it was leaked from a laboratory. Kennedy made these comments after New York Post reporter John Levine. We we saw that we heard that already in the clip. So I don't know. Looks like perhaps Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has been vindicated. <clears throat> I don't know if I'll go as far as saying that, but you know, totally vindicated. I know the Hoffs over at Gateway Pundit. I freaking love Jim and Joe Hoff. I need to meet them and give them a hug if they'll allow me to hug them. I really appreciate what they're doing. 
I'd love to hug Steve Bannon. Um, you know, as far as uh, my heroes, uh, John Solomon over at uh, Just the News, and of course the great uh, Tucker Carlson. Uh, some of my, uh, I, I would like to say colleagues. I like to elevate myself to that level. These are my heroes and my faraway mentors. But Jim and Joe Hoff do seem to have a love affair that I don't quite share with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So do you think he's vindicated? Or do you think the Chinese are lying about the existence of these weapons? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, we also know there's something called MK Ultra. We also know that there are ways that the intelligence community has controlled people through mind control. I know some people think that's science fiction, but that's actually science fact. So let me just give you some news reporting and let's see where this goes. I'm not going to draw any conclusions for you. We're just putting dots out there. Main mass shooter Robert Card claimed voices in his head were calling him a pedophile. Isn't that interesting? Deranged mass shooter Robert Card has re, uh, repeatedly claimed. Let me move this over there. He could hear voices in his head calling him a pedophile and was paranoid that people were casing him his home in the months before he massacred 18 people, police reports obtained by the New York Post show. The 40-year-old gunman's family were among the first to alert authorities about his erratic behavior after he started verbally lashing out at them and once opened the door to them brandishing a gun, according to at least two county sheriff's office incident reports. Card, who, according to his relatives, had been drinking heavily in the lead-up to last week's mass shooting, had become so paranoid that people were calling him a pedophile that he talked about wanting to hire a lawyer. The Maine National Guard, too, had become so concerned about the U.S. Army Reservists that it had urged local authorities to carry out a welfare check because fellow soldiers feared Card would snap and commit a mass shooting. So interesting how they seem to always have these mass shooters on their radar. They noted the issues, which started early as early as January, had escalated of late, and that the son now believed his father was likely hearing voices or starting to experience paranoia because he thought people were saying derogatory things about him in Republic. Now, this is what's interesting. I, I really don't know what to make of this story because uh, it has been reported the family, which I'm assuming, since they're cooperating and talking, they're, they're not wacky. They don't have mental health issues. But this, this story that's been coming out the last couple of days is of interest to me. Card's family and authorities noted that his mental health issues emerged around the same time he had gotten high-powered hearing aids after his hearing had significantly deteriorated. On one occasion, the son said his family, his, the father became very angry at him and accused him of also saying things behind his back, the incident report said. So, he's hearing people calling him a pedophile, it started about the time he got these high-powered um, hearing aids. There's something more to this story that we don't know about, and I hope that we do someday. And let's end with this story. Since we're talking about voices, how about the voice of evil? Only a cold and ignorant soul could empathize with Hamas after listening to this new footage Detailing the war crimes of Hamas 
And this has to do with a Hamas terrorist who coldly reveals graphic details about murdering crying children to Israeli officials. And then he fears for his life if his parents find out about him being part of Hamas. This is absolutely uh, chilling. Voice of Evil. It's in Arabic with subtitles for those of you watching. But for those of you listening, don't worry. I'm going to read you the transcript. And folks, uh, this truly is evil. The Israel Defense uh, Force today, this morning, posted this with this caption. Hamas terrorist confirms their mission is simply to kill. Hamas terrorist. We entered a house near us. We entered through the window. We checked the house and heard the sounds of young children in the safe room. We shot at the safe room. ISA official. What did you shoot the safe room with? Hamas terrorist. At the beginning, we didn't shoot. We just passed by and didn't hear anything. We ate dates and drank water. After, we heard the sounds of young children. ISA official. What sounds did you hear? Hamas terrorists. Young children crying. I shot and Ahmad Abu Kamal shot. We shot at the door. ISA official. Until when? Hamas terrorist. Until we didn't hear any noises anymore. ISA official. When you stopped hearing noise, what did that mean? Hamas terrorist. It means they died. When asked by the ISA official whether killing children was justified in the Muslim religion, the terrorist replied, no, and that the Prophet Muhammad forbids it. The terrorist told the agent there was no difference between Hamas and ISIS. He also revealed that he saw videos of atrocities which are worse than even ISIS. Then he dropped this information, that his parents did not know that he was part of Hamas and that they hate the terror group. And he feared for his life if they found out, especially his father. They don't know I'm part of Hamas. If my father sees me, he will shoot me. He will kill me because I did those actions. Well, folks, let me tell you, um, that would be one honor killing, which I would consider justice. If his father were to find out and he hadn't been caught, by Israeli uh, Israeli military. If his father had found out that he was part of Hamas and he shot and killed his son, that is one mercy killing that I think would be justified. What are your thoughts? Put the comments down on Locals, on Patreon, and on Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow. I've got about four or five other stories I know I want to cover uh, for you after I dig into them a little bit deeper. Uh, We'll cover those tomorrow. Appreciate your support. This is a subscriber-supported show. You make this show possible. Thank you for sticking with us. Hasta mañana. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration, before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.